So this person, I, I'm assuming you are based in the Gulf area, but you asked, uh, and, and I know that you knew it was a bit of a, an unusual question, but anyway, so if I move to Mexico uh, as a U.S. citizen, so I'm assuming that you're in the Gulf area and you're thinking about Mexico for whatever reason. Okay. So that's, that's a bit different geographically. So you want to move to Mexico with either temporary or permanent visa and keep remotely working for my current employer, which is U.S. based. Do I have to pay taxes in Mexico? I know I can have a tax exclusion up to 108000 uh, however, I've also heard that I wouldn't have to pay tax in Mexico either because I work for a U.S. company because I'm not, I'm not a Mexican citizen. So, okay. So, in terms of the, the point that you raised about 108000 I think it's 112000 going into the new year. Uh, that's the foreign earned income exclusion. So, for those, and I, this, one, this bit will apply to... A U.S. exposed person, whether you have a U.S. passport or green card, regardless of where you reside. Okay, this is probably the best benefit you have, or uh, any U.S. exposed person has when working abroad. That's a Section 911 foreign earned income exclusion. It can be enjoyed in one of two ways. Firstly, you can qualify under the uh, physical presence test. So, uh, or the bona fide residence test. That's, that's the second one. The first one is easier to understand in that it is objective and it's quantitative. The second one is less easily understood because it's subjective and qualitative. What do I mean by that? So the physical presence test, it simply says, hey, stay out of the U.S., don't spend more than, let's say, 30 days on U.S. soil or U.S. airspace, and you, quali you can qualify for the physical presence test. The second one, so you have an actual amount to count, right? The second one is more like a statement of intent. So it says, well, there's no exact number of days, so it's like a gray area, but once your intent remains to be a bona fide resident of another jurisdiction, so you have a, a, a place of abode there, you have a job, you're paying taxes there, you know, so on and so forth. Well, yeah, okay. So you, you qualify under one of, those, one of those two tests. And good. So you can, the first, let's say 112,000 of your, of your income, your earned income. So I'm not talking about investment income or anything. Your earned income will be sheltered. You still need to report it but it will not be subject to U.S. taxes. Okay, so that's on the U.S. tax side. To, to the other question that you kind of were exploring, the, the, the other, the, in terms of Mexico, Mexico, like most of the jurisdictions, they have, uh, they have their laws around immigration and tax. So I know you mentioned that you'll be there on a temporary or permanent visa. That's an immigration perspective. And just like in the U.S., immigration laws are separate from tax laws. So in Mexico, there, is, there are something equivalent to like a center of light test. So, for example, if you have a home or, or whatever, but the more important one is the 183-day test. So if it is that you spend more than, let's say, six months in the year in Mexico, then chances are you would be considered Mexican tax resident 
and you will be subject to tax on your worldwide income. So even though this income that you're earning is from a U.S. company, it may even be paid into a U.S. account, you're earning it while being based in Mexico after having triggered, presumably, uh, Mexico tax residents by virtue of being there for a certain period of time. And so therefore, I said a lot of, I said a lot, a lot of things, but the, the bottom line is you will be subject to tax uh, by the Mexican tax authorities on that income. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.text. Email us at help at htj.text to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.